Burgers are best fresh from the grill. Well, more specifically, burgers with Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. It's so rich and creamy that it instantly makes any burger irresistible. And what backyard barbecue is complete without some potato salad? Not just any potato salad, of course. Potato salad highlights the rich, creamy goodness of Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. So if you want to take your barbecue season to the next level, stock up on Hellman's Real Mayonnaise. For great recipe ideas, visit hellmans.com. They say every dog has its day, but when you're Lulu and your parents drive a Camry, every day is your day. The roomy rear seat is the perfect, whoa, is that the dog park? Backseat besties, it's a Camry vibe. The all-new, all-hybrid Camry. Toyota, let's go places. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Fantasy freaks and geeks, what's up? I'm James Coe. You're listening to the NFL Fantasy Live podcast on this beautiful Friday afternoon. I don't know where you are, but hopefully it's beautiful like it is here in Culver City. James Coe joined alongside by MG, my boy, Marcus Grant in the house. We also got the whiz kid from Wisconsin behind the glass, Alex Gelhar. And on this beautiful Friday, how about the franchise, the fantasy hipster, in the house, joining us today, Matt Franciscovich. What's up, pal? What's up, James? Glad to be here. Uh, you are ver- wearing a very hipster shirt, by the way. Thank it's you. Uh, it's got, uh, I believe it's got whales and dolphins on it. It's uh, <laughs> very short-sleeved, and it matches perfectly with your uh, hipster, uh, I want to say it's a faux hawk almost. No, it's a, it, not that. I don't know what's that style called. What is that? It, it's, he's got like a, he's got a one fade, for the listeners out there, he's got a one fade on the side. Blasted the sides. Blasted the sides. And then he's got almost like a mohawk, but it's long, and he's got it slicked back. But I will say this as well. So we're on headsets, and he's got his headset rocked way back to the side just to make sure. Can't mess up the hair. No, the hair is well I mean, well Har- Harmon had to do that on Tuesday, too, because the, the, <laughs> fantasy, the, the hair game in the NFL fantasy team is strong these days. <laughs> you know, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm mad because, you know, I, I thought I was coming in uh, last year. I said, okay, you know, I got the faux hawk going. I got the Cohawk going. The Cohawk. You know? Cohawk is strong. And I got to say, the, these headsets are really messing with the Cohawk right now. Yeah. yeah. I feel your pain. Yeah. Well, all right. So there you go. So on this beautiful Friday, uh, we do have the franchise in. Um, and franchise, you, you've got some, uh, very quickly, uh, where can f- people find uh, the latest? Uh, you, you wrote a draft bargains column, I believe, right? Yep. NFL.com slash draft bargains. Top, my top 10 bargains based on uh, NFL.com ADP. And you should be on there right now. NFL.com slash fantasy. Yep. To sign up. Uh, it's not your too fantasy. late. No, it is not too late. A lot of leagues, um, I, I would say uh, the vast majority of leagues probably going to be drafting o- over the weekend. We're going to be trying to help some of those drafters uh, today with this beautiful podcast. So, all right, so let's get into it. Every, about, everything is beautiful for you today, and you know James. what? Beautiful feel, Friday. Beautiful I don't know why. Podcast. I'm just in a great mood today. I'm starving, but I will say this. I'm gonna, <laughs> yeah. I am in an awesome mood today. I don't know why. And to quick peel back the curtain, we're all hungry. There's an NFL media like kickoff tailgate thing going on where we can get food and stuff all afternoon instead of sitting outside in the beautiful sun 
We're in here grinding out the podcast for you guys, so <laughs> be appreciative. You know what's crazy? It's a full-out barbecue slash circus out there. That's how they bribe us. I mean, it's a like carnival. Out giant there. balloons. Yes. Um, you know, I'll be. I was noticing though the the L. There's there, there balloons that say NFL. The L is a little bit deflated, and oh. I'm wondering if there's a certain quarterback was maybe in charge of decorating. Oh. Well, maybe, maybe we should talk about that. All right, let's hit the top headlines. The camera highlights in the world of sports. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. Breaking news. This is the world. I like turtles. We continue to follow breaking news. Don't watch the news because I'm a kid. So y'all need to hide your kids, hide your wife. All right, so the top headline, uh, of course, uh, on this Friday continues to be out of New England, or I guess more specifically New York, right? Judge Richard Berman uh, basically took away the four-game suspension levied upon Tom Brady by the NFL. So now he's going to be starting week one versus the Steelers. Uh, I got to ask you guys, does how high does this move Tom Brady? Does he be, get into that conversation now uh, of maybe picking him in one of the top five rounds. I think he does. I mean, I jumped him up to number four in my quarterback rankings. I mean, wow. The only reason I had him down below was because he was going to miss potentially the first four games of the season. I sure. Think, I think he was a guy that you were looking at in the later rounds, and a lot of people went and grabbed him, you know, round six or later even and stashed him as their second quarterback. Those people are sitting pretty right now. I know Alex Gelhar was able to do that in, love and in life. at least one league. But, yeah, I don't, I don't see why he can't be a top four or five quarterback at the end of the year. Can I say this? I'm worried about the distractions. Look, I know he doesn't need a ton of preseason snaps. That's cool. That's great. He's been in the league a long time. Well, I guess that's the other thing that I'm worried about, the age. Uh, Elliot Harrison on today's NFL Fantasy Live show that you could find at NFL.com slash Fantasy Live, he brought up a great point. Look, quarterback bodies, I get it. They could play for a a very long time, but it's a very physical game. At some point, the body's going to catch up. Uh, Father time, undefeated, as we've heard again Except with Frank Gore. (laughs) Except with Frank. Right, and, and I look. I get all that, but yeah. this isn't like Peyton Manning that we saw at the end of the year, who was struggling to get the ball downfield. I mean, Tom Brady looked just as fresh in the Super Bowl as he did Gosh, you know, early he in did. the season. I mean, it wasn't. It, there are no signs of a breakdown coming with him right now. Franchise. There, there were distractions last year too, at the beginning of the season when the the Patriots didn't start so hot, and you know he turned it on. He finished with thirty three touchdowns still. So the distractions thing. Yeah, it was week four of last year that people were like, "Is Brady done? Yeah, Should the right. Patriots move yeah, I, on?" And then he went and just ripped apart the, the NFL <laughs> wish, for the second. I, half I, I wish I had the clip of somebody in a press conference asking, you know, Bill Belichick about a potential quarterback controversy and just like that little <laughs> smirk and that chuckle. Yeah, he he, gave. <laughs> I think it was more of his like chortle where he's like. <laughs> <laughs> and then he just moved on to another question. Whatever the next question was. But, yeah, I think Brady's going to be mad, and he's going to want to come back with a vengeance. He's one of those quarterbacks where if they get ticked off or, like, the critics are harping on him and stuff, like him, Aaron Rodgers, those guys, they're, he's going to come back and prove a point, and he should set the scoreboard on fire in week one. I only feel like this – you know, I normally would agree with you uh, on that point. But, man, this this just feels – different for some reason and I know there's been rumors as well as that maybe it's impacting his personal life because the the scrutiny has been so intense listen when he has been under pressure uh in in scrutiny or under scrutiny rather it's always been football related now I get this is football related but not really on the field type stuff Uh, so Boy, you know, I, I hear what you're saying. Uh, I could, I would definitely co-sign uh, a Tom Brady being uh, taken in the top five rounds. But I, I just, for me, I'm worried about him. And and, and he's a guy that uh, 
full disclosure, of course, last year I totally wrote him off. In, in my panic room piece, <laughs> I said, drop the guy. Obviously, terrible, terrible advice. So I apologize to anyone who listened to my bunk advice on Tom Brady last year. But that's, that being said, I'm, I'm, I'm tending to find myself avoiding him in a lot of mock drafts, uh, even after the suspension was lifted, only because I'm finding so much value in quarterbacks. There's later. a lot of value yeah. elsewhere. One thing that's concerning is not so much uh, Brady's body breaking down, but his wide receivers right now are like the red shirts from Star Trek. Edelman still hasn't practiced. LaFell <laughs> might, might wind up on the pup. Like, it's kind of like frightening to say that his healthiest target is Gronk. Whoa. Yeah. A little scary. Uh, let's move on. Let's talk about Tyler Lockett. I mean, he just – I mean, <laughs> he looked – Fantastic in his preseason finale. Uh, 77 yards and a touchdown. And that touchdown that he caught, man, holy cow. Here's full, again, full disclosure. When the Seattle Seahawks made that pick of Tyler Lockett, uh, I absolutely poo-pooed it. I I said, here's another undersized wide receiver. They've got a bunch of them. Why do they need another one? Uh, Jermaine Curse, Doug Baldwin, Tyler Lock. Who's really going to emerge out of all of these trio of undersized wide receivers? But then the preseason happened, and boy, I I couldn't be higher on Tyler Lockett. I feel like I say that a lot, but Tyler Lockett is a guy that I'm absolutely targeting. If some of my other sleepers are gone, that 13th, 14th, 15th round, I just, I don't know. I just love Tyler Lockett. The ability, the talent, everything about him is there. I'm I'm waiting for the next train to come by. <laughs> I'm not I'm not getting on this one. I mean, he did. He looked he looked good. I'm not going to take that away from him. He looked very good in the preseason. But I think this is a guy who really is going to primarily be a punt and kick returner for this team. I think that's where his strengths lie. I think that's why they originally drafted him. And, and you know, I don't know that he brings anything to the wide receiving core. I mean, you talked about it. I mean, he's another undersized guy. He's got good speed. He's got nice hands. But I don't know that he's a difference maker in this passing game. And you know, I I think I think it's one of those things where we watched him in the preseason and we get all fired up. But like I said, I, there's, there's got to be another train coming. At that <laughs> Not a lot of touchdowns in the passing game. Um, they add Jimmy Graham, so I get it. Will the targets be there? That's the major question. And, and of course, that's why I wasn't very high on him. And I know a lot of fantasy guys really haven't been talking about Tyler Lockett. I think the big takeaway, at least from the last preseason game, uh, it was Russell Wilson that hit him on that long touchdown pass. It wasn't some second, third stringer guy. No R.J. Archer? No, none of those, t- none of those kind Daniels. of guys. So that says a lot about Russell Wilson trusts him. He's He's been targeted on a lot of deep balls. Not all of them have, have been complete this preseason. But it'll be interesting to see if they use him as more than just a gadget guy a la Percy Harvin. I, I liked Lockett a lot coming out of college, but there are other upside plays I'm going to take shots at at the end of fantasy drafts. I would love it if he's very successful, but I think the offense and his – their need to improve their special teams and have him be a returner is going to limit his ceiling. He will certainly have big weeks. You know, he could have a three-catch, 100-yard, one-touchdown week, but Are trying you- to guess which one that's going to be yeah. is going to be a game I don't want to get into. Yeah. The, the one thing I'll say is, um, will the targets be there? So we said that. But you know what, man? He's All he's got to do is beat out Jermaine Curse and Doug Baldwin to be the number one wide receiver. I get that the, the number one pass catcher will be Jimmy Graham. I, you got to think he's going to get, you know, 65, 70 balls, Jimmy Graham, uh, anywhere between 8 to 12 touchdowns. I, I think that's a fair projection for Jimmy Graham. But where are the other passes going to go? And, and I kind of look at Tyler Lockett as, do I dare say it? He reminds me of Deshaun Jackson, 5'10", 185 pounds. He's got that undersized body, but boy, the hands are there. The speed is there. The big play ability is there. Um, 
and for me, I, I will take a flyer on him uh, later in, in drafts. We're talking double-digit rounds. Why not? Yeah, I, I love him as a dynasty stash because he's a guy that after, Great he, call. after he gets a year of work with Wilson and, and learns the pro game a little bit more, he could have a, like a second year breakout. Not a not a not a guy I'm big on in PPR as well. Mm-hmm. You know he's gonna like you said three catch hundred yard yeah. one or two touch. That's that's his that's he's a boomer bust guy like much his, like Deshaun Jackson. His game right. logs are gonna have a lot of like zeros <laughs> and then a, a couple huge games. <laughs> All right, how about this? Isaiah Crowell named the starter for the Cleveland Browns. Um, does it impact his ranking at all, Marcus Grant? No. <laughs> <laughs> that was a grumpy no, man. I won one because, like, Brown's running backs, blah. But right. the other part of it is I think we were all assuming that Crowell was going to be the guy to win the job going yeah. into this thing. I mean, you know, we'll probably see some Duke Johnson. Who knows what happens with Terrence West? You know, I, I presumably he makes the 53-man roster. Maybe somebody tries to swing a deal. You know, there are always teams looking for running backs around this league, so maybe somebody tries to swing a, a trade deal for, for Terrence West. But I, I feel like we went into this preseason thinking Isaiah Crowe was going to be the guy, so I think we all kind of ranked him accordingly. Franchise? I mean, he. I don't think it changed his, his, his ranking at all. We were all kind of running on that assumption that he was going to lead the pack. Um, he's only averaged 2.7 yards per carry this preseason. Yeah. Uh, West has actually averaged more, but I've watched a lot of tape on these guys from this preseason because I do the committee meetings article. Which is a good and, read for anybody that is unfortunate enough to draft a running back stuck in a committee. Check out Franchise's committee meetings article. Drops every Tuesday. He watches the tape, looks at the breakdowns, and uh, figures out the snaps and tries to help you decipher who's going to be uh, – the top one in that backfield. And yeah, and Crowell's has looked like the better runner, more determined, like he wants the job. The, the whole backfield was called out by the Browns coaching staff a couple weeks ago saying none of them looked like they wanted the job. And after that, Crowell was running harder. And, you know, we were all watching for Duke Johnson to come out um, two two games ago. He had two touches, five scrimmage yards. Not great. Before he went out with a concussion. So A little bit of an undersized guy uh, is Duke Johnson. Crowell is, uh, I mean, I don't know I don't know about the offseason conditioning or whatever it might be, but he looks. He's a big boy. He looks like he's put on uh, a little bit of muscle, man. He looks like he, as you mentioned, determined is the perfect word uh, to, deter, uh, to, to talk about the running style of Isaiah Crowell. Well, I think Duke Johnson still has the most natural ability, but it's that size that worries me. Um, and it, for for me right now, it's got to be Isaiah Crowell. Gelhar, I'll ask you this. Where do you take Isaiah Crowell? In maybe that round nine territory. Round uh, five? Not round five. No Adam Rank here today. Uh, and then maybe Duke Johnson a couple rounds after that. I love Duke Johnson's upside still, but – it would be great to see him on a football field at at some point this is it, season. Is that a situation you're you're even touching, Duke? Uh, Duke or Isaiah Crowell? I've taken a flyer on Duke in late rounds. I don't feel very good when I take any Browns running back. I know there will be points to had, but like I said, it's what I said with the Dallas backfield and stuff. I'd rather have it be somebody else's headache. But in deeper leagues, like twelve or fourteen teams, you gotta gotta take a shot on a guy like Duke and Crowell. Uh, give me a, a um, an aggressive projection, stat projection for a guy like Duke Johnson. Uh, maybe. And this will be his ceiling. So aggressive. Just a, yes, aggressive. Maybe like 800 total yards and four to five touchdowns. Oh, that's not very good. It's if he can stay healthy. 
Well, I mean, also, he's had a hamstring issues, and you have to figure he is going to be one of multiple running backs being rotated on a team that's pretty bad, and is probably going to be trailing and not going to be running the football a lot. Yeah. So but that's, that's where that's, good where, Duke, old that's line, where that's, that's where Duke has scary. value though too, is because if they're trailing a lot, he might come in as the pass catching back, the guy that they put into space and have him come out of the backfield. All right, let's talk about the Chargers' backfield. The Bolts' backfield has been called a quote committee by Philip Rivers. Uh, what does that mean for uh, highly touted Melvin Gordon out of Wisconsin? Danny Woodhead there, Brandon. Oliver there as well. Uh, Oliver we're seeing pretty much go undrafted, and that's fine. But Danny Woodhead has some interesting value. I know he's a, I mean, you want to talk about uh, fantasy hipster darling. Uh, Danny Woodhead, the fantasy hipsters love them some Danny Woodhead. But what about Melvin Gordon? I think before the preseason started, we were seeing Melvin Gordon go, I mean, incredibly high. Like round four. Round four. Uh, now we're seeing him go round five, six, seven. People have actually seen him play. Not that impressed. They're obviously worried about that historical um, problem with Wisconsin running backs. I don't know. I'll, I'll pose the question to you guys. Uh, Alex Gelhar, where do you draft a guy like Melvin Gordon? I, I'm of the mind that I wouldn't draft Gordon until like round six or seven. His asking price has been way too high all offseason and tweeted again this weekend when the news came out that it um, – that Philip Rivers actually called it a committee, but Danny Woodhead is is a fantastic football player and has meant a lot to that offense in his time there. They used to rely on Darren Sproles to fill that role. Now it's Woodhead. He's great. He's the one that knows how to pass protect and has like a mind meld with Philip Rivers. So he's going to get a ton of work and both of them could have solid seasons, but neither one is going to be like a breakout candidate. Mm, Interesting franchise. I think the committee thing doesn't scare me as much uh, because two, I think it was two seasons ago when Ryan Matthews had that huge year, I think he had over a thousand yards. Um, that was the same year Danny Woodhead had the huge year with I think six total touchdowns and seven hundred receiving yards. So I think that even if Gordon is part of a committee with Woodhead, he can still be productive, and I would still take him in round five if he's there. So give me a stat projection for Melvin Gordon. For Melvin Gordon, uh, eight hundred rushing yards and. Six touchdowns. Oh, that's terrible in the fifth round, though. <laughs> I mean, that is awful in the fifth. I'm not – I would hate to use a fifth-round draft pick on a guy that's going to give me 800, 900 total yards and five touchdowns. Uh, Marcus Grant, how do you see it playing out? And I guess, you know, how much have you bumped down a guy like Melvin Gordon? Uh, you know, I mean, I've knocked him down a little bit. I, I feel like this is the perfect case study for why – you wait a little bit before you have your fantasy drafts. I mean, <laughs> I mean, think about how excited we all were back in what in May when yeah. the, the Chargers drafted Melvin Gordon. We said perfect it was, fit. It's it was, be it was great. A perfect fit. It was him and Todd Gurley. I mean, they were gonna they were gonna take over the world in fantasy football, and then we kind of watched them. I mean, Gurley has, hasn't really been healthy and he hasn't played, and Gordon just has looked meh so far. So you know, I think he's a guy. I'm, I'm with Gelhar. I mean, I think you're waiting till at least round six, maybe later if you can. The problem is he's not going to be there. Yeah. I think people are still kind of living off that hype and off the potential of what he can do. Right. I will tell you that I've used it to my advantage to wait until later get a guy like Woodhead, who one I think can be productive, certainly in a role like a, as a reserve role for you, but. He has been a surprisingly interesting trade bargaining chip in some leagues. Who, Danny Woodhead? Danny Woodhead has. I could see that. So I think there are a lot of people, maybe all those other fantasy hipsters who look at him and are like, oh, I really want Danny Woodhead. Right. So I've used him. I've kind <laughs> they of want, they want their team to get grittier. They do. They want, they, they want that hard hat lunch pail guy on their fantasy <laughs> roster. So heart on their team. I've, I've dangled him out there in a few trades. Interesting. He's, well, he's drawn some interest. I was going to say, Marcus, you're in like 10 leagues. I think I'm in eight. 
Do you own Gordon in any of them? I do not. I do not either. Wow. And I was not, and I was not targeting him in any of those. Franchise leagues. also shaking his head. No. Um, I got to say I'm in five. I've done a number of mock drafts. I haven't been able to get myself to to, to pay the asking price. Uh, for Melvin Gordon either. One, but One point, though, last year, Chris Ivory, 821 rush yards, six touchdowns, top 20 fantasy running back. Yeah, he's got a point. <laughs> Ivory! <laughs> get on, oh, Chris get on, just get saying. on board, James. Just saying. Chris Ivory makes the podcast. How does Chris, Chris Ivory makes this podcast more than any other player? I don't understand it. I just, I just got to give him Chris a call Ivory. and like, get him on the show Underrated. and win you over. Unbelievable. All he right. has 100 yards and two touchdowns in week one. I'll, I'll talk to the booking team Please. and see if we can get Ivory to Skype in from the team. Please cam. do. Please do. Uh, and I and I hope I'm interviewing him, <laughs> boy. Uh, but I think Danny Woodhead does qualify as a sleeper. But let's move on to our next segment of basically sleepers. It's the number one question I think all of us get um, on the streets there in terms of fantasy. Hey, give me a sleeper. Who's a sleeper you like? Uh, and franchise, we'll start with you. Give me a sleeper you like. Uh, all right. So my top one would probably be Matt Jones of the Washington Redskins. Um, he has looked like a com- absolute monster. This monster, monster, running like a crazy person. Looks like Marshawn Lynch. Um, I found this stat the other day. We have this stat called explosive rushes. Okay, uh, rushes of uh, ten or uh, over ten yards. Uh, Matt Jones led uh, the entire NFL through three preseason games with six of them. Boy. Uh, average 6.95 yards per carry on his 20 rush. I'll tell you what I like about Matt Jones, too. The, the, the Washington Football Club, they address their offensive line in the offseason. Yeah. Um, I don't – the team is still an absolute mess. <laughs> They're an absolute mess. That's, They're gonna ki- be, that's kind of you to call them a mess. <laughs> <right now. laughs> They're going to be – and the defense, I mean, just looks awful. Uh, they're going to be giving up a lot of points. My only concern with Matt Jones is will they still be competitive enough uh, to utilize his skill set? Because as you mentioned, he runs with power, with determination, uh, with anger, fury. I love it. Uh, and the offensive line does look like it's improved uh, quite a bit. But will they be close enough in ball games to actually utilize a guy like Matt Jones? Because again, keep in mind, Alfred Morris is still somewhere in the mix. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, actually, what I think will end up happening because Alfred Morris is going to be the starter there, and he's probably going to get the bulk of the carries. But yeah. if this team gets behind, like a lot of people expect they will, especially if they're starting to get run out of the building, why not put Matt Jones in there? I mean, Alfred sure. Morris. This is this is, I believe, the last year of his contract. He's a sure free is. agent after this. Uh, if you are Washington and you think you've got your guy, why not put him in there, see what he can do, right. and prepare to you know release Alfred Morris out into the wild? Yeah, they might because of what they did with RG3 and his uh, bulky contract uh, going into next season, they may be forced. Uh, they may be forced to let go uh, of a very solid player like Alfred Morris because they might not be able to afford him, especially. If they've got a talented runner like they just Matt appear Johnson. to not like Alfred Morris, I say it every no, week on I the podcast, and, and none of us know why. Very good point. All right, uh, uh, Alex Gilhart, give me a, a guy, a sleeper that uh, that you are targeting in drafts. Well, uh, looking at my list, I have David Cobb on there. I've talked about him a lot. Uh, he has an uphill battle to early season success, which makes me very, very sad. Uh, so I guess I'm going to talk a little bit about. I'm looking at my list, and who am I feeling like? How about you know what? Can you talk to Brian me about Quick. Brian Quick? That was because, exactly where I was going I mean, go. I look at a, I, it's so hard for me to get excited about Brian Quick, and yet. I mean, I know he's on the Rams. Nick Foles is Foles is his quarterback. He was injured last year, but in his in the early season, he was very very productive. And when he comes back on that team, this is a team 
where like the number one receiver right now is Tavon Austin, who's five foot eight and a gadget player. Brian Quick is more of a traditional wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He can run all the routes. He's big. He's fast. He's got great hands. He should come back in and immediately assume that role. And for a guy that you can get for practically free in right. these drafts, like I've I've taken him in like the last round of drafts, the twelfth round, fourteenth round. What's he doing in the preseason? Anything? He, well, he hasn't played a ton because he was still working his way back from his shoulder injury that sidelined him last year. But okay. He's, Full health now. I think he's played a little bit. I'd have to look at his stats, but I'm not. I'm not concerned about that too much. He's as long as he's healthy and on the field, he's the best receiver on that team. And if you're if you're if you can get a number one receiver on a team, regardless of how good they are, the the team in themselves. I'm saying not the player at right. the back end of a draft. Why not? Marcus Grant. Uh, am I talking about Brian Quick? Because I I do have him on a lot of teams. <laughs> Actually, no. I you know this guy. Look, I. I have I famously said last season that everything was going pretty well for my dynasty league team until Brian Quick got hurt. Um, people <laughs> and people did exactly that. That was the exact reaction I got from a lot of people. But this year, I've, oh I've done what Alex said. I've gone out and I've gotten Brian Quick late in a okay. lot of drafts. Um, you but know, is there another sleeper that you like? I look at your list here. Teddy B. Everyone is kind of on that. Yeah, uh, which I like. Nelson Aguilar, USC product. I get it. Uh, Landry. Everyone's been talking about him. Allen Robinson. I feel again, like my sleepers list hipster. was like a sleeper list from like a month ago, and then no, I think. No, no, no. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Your sleeper list is actually a legit sleeper list, um, especially for for folks who are not hardcore into the game. (laughs) Who haven't been looking at this for six months like the rest of us. (laughs) Right, exactly. I I think we sometimes, uh, for a lot of fantasy guys, we get too inside, man. Yeah. If you talk to a normal person uh, drafting in fantasy leagues, I guarantee you, 75% 75% of folks have no idea who Allen Robinson is yeah. and, and the potential that he has. So that's a, 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 a great reason uh, to put him on a sleepers list to kind of let regular fans know, hey, this guy is actually pretty good. You might want to take a, a look at him uh, eighth, ninth, tenth round. Uh, so, yeah, I, I look at the list. And, yeah, of course, we've talked about these guys ad nauseum. But, man, you know what? For a sleepers list, this is great. We're going to get to deep sleepers, Marcus. Okay. And I look at your deep sleeper list, and there are some dudes there that definitely uh, need a little bit of help uh, uh, <laughs> to, 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 to really come out. But that's fine. That's why it's a deep sleeper list. That's a deep list. sleeper list. But on this list of sleepers, uh, give me a guy. Uh, well, first off, I did put Allen Robinson on there to play Kate Matt Harmon because he's like <laughs> throwing things around the office and, yeah. and everything. But uh, the guy I do want to really focus on, keep an eye on, is Jordan Cameron. Okay. And I know what you're going to say. Can he stay healthy? Yes. I think you'll be fine. Uh, I th- yeah, baby. I forgot about that. Yeah, buddy. I about- <laughs> Big one tomorrow. <laughs> Arkansas State. Arkansas State. Get ready, Sun Belt. Oh, um, boy. Uh, you know, but I uh, one, I see what Charles Clay did in that offense. Okay. And Jordan Cameron is just flat out more athletic than Charles Clay is. And so I think he can get that same number of targets. God, you said that so you. confidently. And I'm I like, do. Is he? <laughs> I'm like, is he more? He absolutely is. Okay. He's absolutely more athletic than Charles Clay. Okay. Is. Uh, and so I think what Clay, I believe, got 92, 93 targets last season playing in that a, Miami offense. Now he, goes, now he goes to Buffalo. And look, we talked about how Jarvis Landry is going to potentially break out this year. They've right. got Kenny Stills who can stretch the field. It's sure. a deep threat there. Lamar Miller in the backfield, I think, will play Contract well, year, baby. Which gives, somebody, which gives defenses something else to think about. So now 
That leaves Jordan Cameron to just roam free in the middle of the field to take on linebackers in this matches. And I, and I, I don't see why he can't get 90 targets, maybe have, you know, 65 catches or something like that and, and get you close to you know, seven, eight hundred yards, maybe six, seven touchdowns. I mean, I, it's pretty I, good. I think that's solid. It's pretty good given his draft price. What's his draft price right now? Double digit rounds. It's got to be double right? digit rounds. I mean, this is a guy who's just hanging around till late, late in drafts. Uh, and that's for me. Jordan Cameron is is a is one of a litany of guys that I think are pretty darn good values at tight end. I I think look if you're not going to take Gronk uh, in the first or second round and you pass on Jimmy Graham in the third or fourth round, this is why I'm just I'm just ignoring tight end until literally the double digit rounds. That's pretty much what I'm doing. Yeah. Uh, you know, will the guy who has Gronk have a, a huge statistical advantage on me on a week to week? Yeah, I guess, you know, but that probably also means I'm going to have an advantage at, at, at wide receiver or running back or really, if, if you've been following me to any degree, quarterback, obviously, is a guy, is a position I'm drafting super, super high. But anyways, um, I'll give you a guy uh, in terms of a sleeper. And uh, I've been talking about Tevin Coleman. Everyone knows, OK, I'm super high on him. I wanted to talk about Colin Kaepernick. And I know that he's not your traditional sleeper because a lot of folks, uh, I would say darn near everybody knows who Colin Kaepernick is. But I feel like the hate on Colin Kaepernick has gone, I don't know, a little too far. I mean, we're seeing his ADP in the 12th, 13th, 14th Wait, did you and Alex Gelhart just switch bodies? I mean, that's totally a Gelhart phrase. Not necessarily about Kaepernick, just the <laughs> yeah, phrase Yeah, I was going to say, itself. I would never say that about Kaepernick. Not Kaepernick, but, but just, just the <laughs> phrase That's what happens itself. when you spend as much time together as we I all think do. that's <laughs> what it is. I think that's exactly what's happening. But Cap, man, for me... Uh, look, he's got a, sh- a strong shoe game. I like that. I dig that. About- <laughs> Does that help? No, that doesn't that, help. That's how you're drafting your teams now. Yes. Shoe game. If you've got solid shoe game, no. But no, I-, I mean, look. I think I think they're gonna simplify the offense for Colin Kaepernick. It won't be uh, as complicated as a Jim Harbaugh offense. He won't have to make as many reads. I think he's going to get back to that style of football, that backyard football style that made him so incredibly effective. Uh, when he first stepped in for Alex Smith. If they can do that, if he can get back to his roots of just, look, scramble around, make some plays, use your legs, and use that cannon of a right arm and and get the football to to certain playmakers, I just think think that he's going to outperform his ADP. That's... That, to me, is what qualifies as a sleeper. If you're in the double-digit rounds and you outperform uh, where you're being drafted... That, to me, is the definition of a sleeper. And that's why I've got Colin Kaepernick there. And, gentlemen, please tell me why I'm crazy. Man, from your lips to the football god's ears. <laughs> I, I, look, I mean, just what I've seen of him, and you know, admittedly he hasn't thrown the football a lot in the preseason. Right. It hasn't looked good. Everybody's talked about him working with Kurt Warner on his accuracy. Which makes no sense to me whatsoever. I, you know, yeah. I haven't seen any evidence that it's gotten better. Um, I go back to the fact that last year, he was sacked. The only person sacked more than him last season was Blake Bortles, and this is a dude, speaking of Kaepernick, who was allegedly fast, and somehow he got sacked 50-11 times. <laughs> um, this year, the offensive line is worse, and his weapons, I don't know. I don't know that there was an upgrade between Torrey Smith versus Michael Crabtree. I think the only thing you're holding on to is that Vernon Davis bounces back and has a better year, but I just... I may, maybe because as a 49er fan, I've watched this team get decimated through the offseason, so I'm generally pessimistic, but yeah. uh, I, I hope I'm wrong. Uh, I hope I'm wrong. I'm with Marcus, largely because I described the 49ers offense this way in the mailbag column I just wrote today, 
is that their roster essentially resembles the aftermath of some sort of football rapture. Like <laughs> people just people just disappeared. And uh, I'm not rapture, I'm huh? not I'm not going to right. invest in a quarterback that lost like his top wide receiver, his top potentially a Hall of Fame running back, like all of his offensive line and his defense that just got like decimated as well. They're they're gonna be behind a lot. And I don't know. I just don't, I don't like anything about the situation. Franchise. Other than his shoe game, I just think I think there was a, a, a there was a knock on him last year for not running as much, but he had more rushing yards last year than he's had in his career, hmm. and he's one of those quarterbacks like Cam Newton who, in fantasy, his his fantasy points come from rushing the ball. Yes, he didn't score as many rushing touchdowns last year; he only had one compared to four and five the last two seasons. So I think if he can, he had 104 rushing attempts, and I think if he can. Uh, you know, score more rushing touchdowns, even four or five, which isn't that high of a number, he can outperform his ADP. All right, so let's go move on to deep sleepers here. I, I, I don't even you – know, I got to say this, man. I don't even feel that confident making the Colin Kaepernick pick. <laughs> I get it. I get it, you know. Controversial. <laughs> Look, I get it. Uh, yeah, it's a little controversial, but I, like I said, uh, I, you know, I'll, I'll throw his name out there because, you know, quite frankly, I just think he's going to outperform his ADP. But he's a talented dude. It's just <sighs> such a, so much about the situation is <sighs> he's not it. inspired. He's athletic. Yes, I, I throw his name out there tepidly. I'll say that. But uh, but yes, he he could he absolutely could outperform with the talent level that he has. All right, uh, let's talk about deep sleepers. I I, I love deep sleepers. Uh, I absolutely because you know what? In all the leagues that we play in, we talk about going. I mean, inside baseball or whatever it might be. <laughs> These are the guys, man. These are the guys that make and break a lot of expert leagues drafts because some of these guys pan out. Some of them don't, but if you hit a home run with the with one of these guys, you find yourself more often than not, especially in an experts league, you find yourself in a championship situation. So deep sleepers now, uh, and franchise will start with you, man. Give me a guy uh, that you feel like pretty much the entire fantasy community is not paying attention to uh, and has a long shot but does have home run potential. I am going to go with the Jets wide receiver, Devin Smith. Wow. Uh, that's deep. Wow. Nobody, he's not on anyone's radar. He no punctured, one. He punctured a lung, I think, like in the first week of training camp, and he's working his way back. Uh, he's aiming to be back week one. If he'll make an impact early, who knows? But if he can get acquainted with the offense and get worked into, into, the, uh, into the passing game a little bit, he's known as a deep threat for Ohio State. Yeah. He's yeah. made some ridiculous catches if you look at this guy's highlight reel. Yep. And he's on absolutely nobody's radar. And if you're looking for home runs, he's your home run guy. And the reason I – I mean, you, you talk about watching some of these highlights, man, at Ohio State. I, I mean, he – if you throw the ball deep, his concentration level, bringing that ball in great. is unreal. I was really impressed watching unreal. his college tape. He's running full speed. And his concentration level bringing in the deep ball is just I, – I, it's it's special. You know, he's one of those really guys, too, special. where his combine speed wasn't quite as high as people it wasn't. expected, but he's got game speed. Yep. Where when the pads are on, he doesn't slow down a step. Right. You know, That's his 4-4, exactly right. four, four, whatever, doesn't turn into a 4-5 or 4-6 on the field. It stays – he stays that fast. Um, how about for yourself? We'll stay with you, Alex Gelhar. Give me a deep sleeper. Uh, well, real quick, I just want to remind everybody that you can read the full lists of all these for the experts at NFL.com slash fantasy, NFL.com slash draft kit. We're going to have all this content right on the top of the homepage. We'll be Atta tweeting bit. it out all weekend. Make sure to check it in. Mine, I'm going to go with the guy. I'm pretty sure when we did like deep sleepers on the very first edition of bringing this podcast back, I mentioned him because he's got an amazing name. And he has an amazing opportunity. And that would be Crockett Gilmore. Hell yeah. The starting tight end for the Here Baltimore Ravens. Um. 
This is an offense right now that is lacking a true number two option after Steve Smith. Kamar Aiken. Get out of here with Kamar Aiken. They're lacking a true number two option behind Steve Smith. Uh, A lot of folks would say they're lacking a number one option as well. Well, don't tell Steve Smith that. (laughs) We're never going to get him on the podcast unless it's to fight you or something. Right. But. Uh, they. This is an he offense would destroy too. Destroy me. Yeah, I don't, I don't want any <laughs> oh, part of that. Gosh. This is an offense that has Mark Trestman system that just brought back-to-back career years out of Martellus Bennett, a big athletic tight end, and Crockett Gilmore's like six foot six, two seventy. He's far better at blocking than Max Williams, so he's going to be ahead of him on the depth chart. And huh. who doesn't love a six foot six huge guy to throw the football to in the red zone? I think he's going to get a sneaky amount of targets in this offense. And I actually just recommend. I've recommended to some people on Twitter and stuff. If you're hurting for a tight end or you're trying to wait out the Antonio Gates suspension or Julius Thomas injury. Crockett Gilmore is a guy that is on the waivers in like 98% of NFL.com leagues. I probably own like four of the rosters that he's on <laughs> in, uh, of that 2% he's he's actually rostered. Yeah. But you can go out and get him, and uh, he's got a decent matchup week one against the Broncos, but he's a guy that nobody's looking at that could have a, a surprisingly good year at a really nebulous position. And, and I also think, too, it's like, look, if he doesn't work out week one or two, who cares? Drop him. Just drop him. <laughs> I mean, there, there's going to be guys on the waiver wire that, that you can absolutely play um, I think Richard Rodgers is a, is a great yep. example of that. Um, you have another guy on here as well, Virgil Green, I think. Is he is, yours? Uh, I, I love Virgil Green. I don't know. I, I look at, uh, again, I, I don't know why, but I, fa- I found a lot of deep sleepers um, at the tight end position that are guys that are in very good situations. Um, I think about Virgil Green. He reminds me greatly uh, of what Julius Thomas was going through uh, when he first uh, – was kind of emerging and became this household name out of nowhere. I mean, out of nowhere. People think Julius Thomas was this highly regarded uh, tight end prospect or whatever it was. I, I mean, people got to keep in mind, when he was in Denver, uh, when he broke out, who was it that he beat out there? Jacob Tammy. Jacob Tammy. Everyone was drafting Jacob Tammy, saying Tammy's going to be the guy. Tammy's got a, a rapport with Peyton Manning going back to the Colts. Jacob Tammy. Jacob Tammy. It ended up being Julius Thomas because, quite frankly, he was just a far superior athlete, and he had great hands. Virgil Green, the hands, I get it, may not quite be there, but I just I just feel like he's a better athlete at this point in his career than Owen Daniels, and I think he's going to be making a, a, a more contributions in the passing game for the Broncos and Peyton Manning than a guy like Owen Daniels. I don't, I don't see Owen Daniels as being a guy that's, you know, unseatable, like a guy that you can't unseat uh, in that tight end position. So Virgil Green, for me, uh, again, another deep sleeper. You, everyone has heard about me rant and rave about Richard Rodgers. Again, a guy not going very high in draft, if drafted at all. So if Virgil Green doesn't work out, Richard Rodgers would just be waiting and there for Speaking you. of juicy week one matchups, the tight the, the Bears, who Richard Rodgers plays, basically just get, gave away fantasy points to tight ends for free last season. Love it. Uh, with Jordy Nelson with Jordy Nelson out, Rodgers is going to need to spread the ball around more. And they said in the offseason that Richard Rodgers is becoming one of Rodgers' favorite red zone targets. So I love if you it. need to throw a dart at that tight end position for week one, Rodgers is a great option too. I Rogers absolutely to love it. Yes, that's what I like. Cal to Cal. Let's do it. Uh, MG, give me a guy. Deep sleeper now. Deep sleeper. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw out one. I, I think I mentioned this on Twitter, and okay. people uh, challenged my mental acuity. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm going with the Oakland Raiders defense. Whoa! I, and look, I, I know everybody's going to look and say, well, they had the worst rated defense in right. the National Football League last year, and that's true. But 
a lot of it, I mean, you watch these guys on tape, and, and they have talent, and they made plays. Khalil Mack is a monster, man. The problem last year is that the offense just couldn't stay on the field. And okay. so you watch them, you watch this offense go three and out, and by the you know mid-third quarter, the Raider defense was just gassed. And, and they started giving up big chunks of yards. But you mentioned Khalil Mack. I mean, he was a beast at the end of last year. He's looked fantastic so far in this preseason. I mean, that third week game where he just – Dominated. He's almost like was, taking snaps instead of the quarterback. Yes. He's getting into the backfield that, that quickly. That quickly. Like, he's so, receiving the snaps. So he's on one end. I mean, on the other end of that line, you've got Justin Tuck, who I know is a veteran, but still may have a little life left in him. I, we joke about you know Frank Gord never never dying and outliving us all. Charles Woodson's going to be right there with him. <laughs> Charles Woodson's going to be right there. I mean, is Charles guy, Woodson still in the league? Yeah, they resigned him again. They resigned him. Oh, my gosh. He had, he right. had triple-digit tackles and a bunch of turnover plays last year, too. The old man still got it. I mean, that's, that's crazy. He and, and I Peyton, love it. He and I love Manning, it, too. I love it. But he and Peyton Manning were in the same draft, if I recall, right. correct? Yeah. Um, that's he, beat, he beat Peyton Manning for the Heisman Trophy that he year. Beat Peyton he beat Ryan Leaf in the Rose Bowl that year. That's crazy. Washington State against Michigan. Michigan. Um, I just think there's something about this. And, and look, we're talking about them as a deep sleeper. So yeah. this is a team. Sure. You're not going to draft the Raider defense, no. but you're going to pick them up off the waiver wire depending Solid on how the matchup option. goes. They're yeah. a streaming option depending on what the matchup is. I just think that you know people are going to look at them and say, that you know, hey, maybe. <laughs> Raiders. Maybe. That's what they're going to say. Right. That's exactly what they're going to say. <laughs> that's exactly what they're going to say. And somebody is going to put them in their lineup, and then Khalil Mack's going to have like five sacks in a game, and you're going to be like, what? What, what the hell? How did hey, this happen? Very quickly, uh, did you write down Corey Brown as a deep sleeper as well? Uh, I see Brown here. I'm trying to remember what's, what's C Brown. It might be. Yes, I think it is Corey, don't call me Philly Brown. <laughs> yeah, uh, so um, Philly Brown or Corey Brown or whatever, the guy from OSU, uh, Ohio State, um, he's an interesting name to me. A very interesting name to me because, look, I know everyone's talking about Devin Funches in Carolina, uh, but to me... Devin Fun- well, first of all, Devin Funches has very suspect hands. Uh, there's not even how many how many drops can the guy have before they're going to stop throwing to him? That's my question, right? So, well, considering they have really nobody else to throw it to, except to for a, a guy like Corey Brown, who I kind of he like. also had he, he also had, had some, quite a few drops. He had some, yeah, yeah, had some yeah. pretty awful drops in the preseason. <laughs> <laughs> very good point, but I will say this: he, he's there. He's clearly their deep option, uh, and and I think if the opportunity presents itself, he may get enough targets to. Uh, warn at least roster consideration. I will say that. Uh, but and, and again, we're talking about deep, deep yeah, bigger, bigger <laughs> leagues, and bigger ro- league. roster consideration is the is the right term. Yes. Don't race out and pick them up just yet. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. And then, oh, Grant, I love the fact that you added uh, Javoris Buck Allen as well. Of course, um, and I think a lot of it helped when Lorenzo Taliaferro went down with a with a knee strain. Uh, that that moves Buck Allen up in the list. Uh, you know, I wasn't too thrilled with what I saw from him last night, but it's yeah, a fourth preseason game, yeah. what have you. I think he's going to get opportunities behind Justin Forsett. Franchise, I know you co-signed that. Uh, the Javoris Allen one? Yeah. Yeah, it's more of a situation thing with Tally Farrow out than anything else. Uh, but, you know, he's a rookie. If he gets some opportunities, uh, Forsett, Forsett gets injured. There's something that has to miss time. Allen slides right up in there. So I do like it. I'll, I'll also throw another guy out there. How about Jeremy Langford there in Chicago? I know he's supposedly third on the depth chart, but I got to think if Matt Forte breaks down at any point, and, and listen, he's getting up there in age two. He's got a ton of usage. Uh, it's a possibility. I see Jeremy Langford sliding in as the you know as the running back who who takes the first couple downs. You know, Jacquez Rogers there, who's listed as the number two. I still think he stays in there as a third down passing back situational dude but man Jeremy Langford um, I love the way he ran at Michigan State 
And, you know, again, I think the opportunity could present itself there. All right, we move on. Let's talk about the mailbag. Let's get to our first mail question. Mail it in! Mail it in! <laughs> Is that That's, a new drop? That was Sully had gotten that one for us a while ago. We never put it in. It was from Van Wilder. So yeah, I wanted to get a, get a couple more in and rotate them. In. I like that. All right, this is from Mandy Camping. Uh, 1803 shoes is her Twitter handle. Is that how many shoes she has? Wow, that's in, that's in it. She's shoes. Out, out doing Colin Kaepernick there. She's got 1,800 pairs Almost. of shoes. Almost. That's a, a lot, lot of shoes, shoes man. <laughs> what in God's name do I do with LaFell? I need a replacement if I drop. We got a lot of questions about LaFell because his the Patriots never tell us anything about injuries, and his situation is so murky right now. The latest thing I've heard is that there's a chance he ends up on the, the PUP list which would put him out for, I think, six weeks, but yep. we, we don't know long. yet. So, like, I, for me, I, for one, I love LaFell's potential on that offense, but if he's going to land on the pup, like, you got to look elsewhere. And for me, the first name I go to is a guy like Stevie Johnson or something off the waiver wire. He's there a lot. Stevie Johnson, Brian Quick, those are guys, those are guys I would look for on the waiver wire. All right, let's get to our next mailbag question. You've got mail. Khalil asks, and his Twitter handle is at Khalil Shrame. I hope I'm not butchering that name. Looking for some good RBs to pick up on the waiver wire. Who do I look for? Marcus Grant, let's start with you. Ooh, um, I mean, I think you're looking at guys. I think in most leagues, guys like David Cobb will still be there late in drafts. I 100%. Mean, I think you're looking at, at kind of first-year guys or really young guys that are, that are working as backups. Maybe you can go get a Niall Davis who, uh, you know, if he hasn't been handcuffed by whoever has Jamal Charles in your league, he's a guy who got a lot of run last year, could get a little more work in the, the Chiefs offense. So I, I think that's what you're doing. The, the problem is because running backs are so hard to come by, it is really hard to sneak in and swoop anybody up. But I think there are some of these younger guys. You know, we talk about the, the deep sleepers like Javorius Allen, those sorts of guys you can probably go. Matt Jones, too. Is Matt Jones, exactly. Wise. Matt Jones Woo! is another one that could be out there that you can go and pick up there. Another guy to target real quick before we jump to the next question is Denard Robinson is on a lot of waiver Shoeless, baby. And uh, people at the presumed, the thing that we've been assuming all offseason is that Yeldon is going to come in and be the bell cow, but that hasn't seemed to be the case, and he still looks a little rusty in his in his preseason action. Denard Robinson has looked great as well, and I think this could be a, a real committee situation where Denard Robinson might carve out a Sproles-esque role where he gets a bunch of carries, gets a lot of targets in the out of the backfield, and he's he's a talented guy. I just, I, I've, I just liked... never been, I've never been big on Yeldon. I haven't been big on Yeldon all right. offseason. I, I 100% agree. He looks a little stiff. He, he's definitely an up, more of an upright runner. The thing I, I'll talk about Denard, man, I, you know, I, I like the way he ran last year. Yeah, Look, he looked good. He's still learning the position, so you got to give him a little bit of time there. And plus, you know, again, a full offseason of running back work. Denard Robinson Shoelace, to me, is, again, an interesting name. Uh, Franchise, do you got somebody here to maybe a waiver wire running back? Yeah, I would go uh, with the Patriots' Deion Lewis. Whoa. <laughs> looks like, uh, You're going deep here. That's a little deep. but uh, deep. He, I like it. I think it, so far it looks like he's he's in line for the Shane Vereen role there, okay. which is, I don't want to say it, but the most reliable role for a running back on the Patriots, the passing down guy. <laughs> That's what Bill Belichick wants you to think. Uh, but, yeah, he had a great preseason. He scored a couple touchdowns. And if you're looking, if the waiver wire is thin, I think he's – Especially PPR. Especially PPR. Yeah, yeah. PPR, more value in PPR. Yeah. You just mentioned it. I think Shane Vereen is an excellent waiver wire guy as well. He's going undrafted in a lot of leagues too. Yep. All right, so speaking of, next mailbag question. <laughs> 
Finn's fellow at Finn's fellow ask week one start Abdullah Yeldon or Vereen. Mm, interesting. I like this one. I go Abdullah. I don't think it's that Abdullah. close. Yeah, without a doubt. Abdullah. There when you're you co- when you're coming down to situations like this, it the the deciding factor should be who's the more talented player. It's Abdullah. It's Abdullah. And it's also like who would you draft first? Who's getting drafted first? Why would you start? A guy or Vereen if you t- if, Ab- if you, Abdullah right. came off the board first. You I know hear I, mean? I hear what you're saying. I definitely hear what you're saying. Yeah. All right. So next mailbag question. Message for you, son. Uh, Henry B. asks, how do you feel about starting Joseph Randall in the flex spot week one? I think that's a pretty much a no-brainer, right? I I, I would I, I feel okay starting him in the flex. Uh, I'd get more worried if the team signs Monte Ball, as was rumored today on Twitter that they're in negotiations to f- trade uh, for him. I, I I feel less good about starting uh, Joseph Randall as an RB two, but as a flex, why not? He's a talented guy and a great offense against a bad Giants defense in Week One. Anybody? Yep, exactly. Franchise? I would definitely do it against the Giants for sure. They gave up I don't know the sixth, seventh most fantasy points to running backs last year. They've also suffered a ton of injuries in on the defense in the preseason. There you go. Uh, I will say this before we get to our daily daps, man. Uh, again, NFL.com slash fantasy. Sign up for the game right now. Uh, the mobile app, man, it has been revamped. Uh, it looks great. Uh, the NFL fantasy app also looks tremendous. Uh, you're able to do fantasy drafts on your phone. Um, I did. I actually did our experts league draft on my phone. Yep. Um, and because I had to watch Baby Co, uh, I was fighting her off and also trying to make draft picks. Uh, <laughs> so I'm actually pretty proud of myself. I know I reached for a couple guys. I got uh, torched by franchise and Matt Harmon for my uh, <laughs> my round nine Nile Davis pick, which I get. I don't know why. It, look, I'm I'm fighting off Baby Co. All right. Give me, cut me some slack, you guys. Yeah, Jamal Charles goes down. You're you're in good shape. <laughs> I get it. Round nine. Uh, it's too high. For also, a while, day. I while, get we're, it. while we're being company men and pumping products, like we mentioned yeah. last time the NFL YouTube uh, has our own channel now, oh, and it's fantastic. Yeah. Tons YouTube. of content. Oh, NFL man. film stuff, highlights, analysis, fantasy content. Go there, check it out. Uh, subscribe to the channel. Also. Like our show, subscribe it, rate it, comment on iTunes and other things. Like I said, we're trying to build it back up after it was just the the repurposed Fantasy Live audio. So let us know how we're doing. Let us know if we're garbage. Let us know if you love these takes uh, and what else you want to see. All right, so there you go. How about we do daily daps? What do you say? dap it up and get some food. Extra, extra, read all about it. This is the daily daps and hoops. All right, let's do Daily Depth. Should we start with the new guy, Franchise? I know you're not technically new, but that's okay. I'm uh, new to the podcast. You, you, it's only his new, second appearance. You're also new to Daily Depths. I believe the last time you were on the pod, we didn't have Daily Depths. Am I right in saying that's that? That's correct. All right, so there you go. So you're new to the Daily Dap game. Can you hit us? Hit the listeners with a Daily Dap. My Daily Dap today, I'm a music guy. I used to work over at Capitol Records. Atta, m- baby. The music biz. So uh, Spotify is my go-to when I'm okay. trying to listen to tunes and when All I'm right. working out on the treadmill. You need those tunes to keep your workout going. And Spotify has this awesome feature called Spotify Running. Okay. Explain. They have uh, preloaded playlists. You got your burn, your epic, your seasons, whatever whatever genre you're feeling. Okay. You click start. It says start running. You start running. The phone detects how fast you're running. And then the music, the beat goes to how many steps per minute you're no. running. Really? To, to, uh, that's some pro- big brother level stuff that's, right that, there. That's propel, hot, propel that's your pretty workout cool. That's there. hot. It, it really, that is legit. really keeps me going. It's awesome. And then you can time your steps to the beat and it you know, gives you the little oh. extra boost you need at the end of your run. That is that. not bad. That's my so the phone, the phone tracks 
uh, the 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 heart rate and the steps and all that? It just kind of it, it's not the heart rate. It's just more it knows when you're taking steps. It's kind of like a pedometer wow. in the phone because the iPhone technology or whatever. And yeah. hashtag technology. Hashtag science. I like, <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Solid daily dap. Solid advice to the listeners out there. All right, how about Marcus Grant? Daily dap, man. I'm giving a daily dap to food. Cause, <laughs> yeah, because food is awesome. Oh. Uh, more, but more specifically, and okay. this this kind of actually goes back to franchise a little bit. Uh, Uber Eats, and I don't know if they're in everybody's area. I know Uber is not uh, not necessarily widely distributed, but uh, yes. there's at least out here in LA, there's Uber Eats, which they post a menu online, and you can call in and or you know whatever. It's a food delivery service. In order, they yeah. deliver food. Yeah. Well, this week. Franchise was on top of things, okay. and he noticed that they were delivering from Bay City's Deli. Now, for oh. people in L.A., you know Bay City's Deli. It's a little Italian Woo. deli in Santa Monica. The place is fantastic, and they boast. If you haven't been, if you, you haven't, need to go. If you come to L.A. and you want to get something to eat, yeah, you'll probably go to Roscoe's, and you might go to Pink's. You might go, go to Bay City's and get yourself a Godmother sandwich. Oh, it is my. the best sandwich in Los Angeles. Oh and my. thanks to Uber Eats, they brought it directly to our door earlier this they week. They did. It was pretty rocking. Alex Gelhar. I'm going to give a dap to, uh, well, for one, to Hey Arnold, a great Nick cartoon that <laughs> apparently, hold on, there's context to this. I don't remember how we got on the subject. Mark, I, get, I, I, I get that you're young. Pal, it's but started, I mean, no. we're we're dapping Nicktoons right it now. Started, wait, be, it started because <laughs> Nick Toon was cut, and I think I made a joke about which one is it? You know, Rugrats uh-huh. or <laughs> Hey Arnold or Doug or Lorraine and, and Snoopy. Like, Arnold was in. legit. So, Cole likes Doug too. See, this was a discussion Doug, we had Doug in the is, newsroom and Doug on Twitter is, this morning. These two hate Doug, Doug and hate terrible. Arnold. Wait, wait, who's these two? Harmon and Grant. Harmon and Grant don't like you. Don't like Doug. Doug is, Doug is I'm a Doug fan. Do, 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 do. That's yeah. the best. That's the one thing everybody said. That's the only thing Doug had going for him. Doug was boring. Doug's girlfriend's last name was Mayonnaise. Yeah, but he's got like, his, how plain can you? He's got his boy Skeeter. So this, let's let me bring it back around. This is why I'm dapping this is because these these cartoons were so great and so culturally relevant that here we are 20 years later and they started a fiery argument on Twitter and in the newsroom amongst us about them. So daily daps to all those great cartoons and the people that make animated shows like that that can speak to not only kids yeah. but adults as well. Well, I don't know if it speaks to me now, but that's okay. I, I, Doug was a legit cartoon. I loved me some Rugrats. Yeah. Rugrats, Rugrats fantastic. is fantastic. Uh, yes. Phil and Lil. Hilarious. Rocco's Modern Life. Rocco's another, Modern Another one that was outstanding. Wow. We are going back in the time machine here. I Doug, like this. get it out of here. Oh, boy. That is good. All <laughs> right. Tofu, man. All right. How about this? I'll give a daily dap to, uh, you know, and I keep saying I'm not going to give daily daps to, to, to listeners and viewers in my Twitter follow, but I kind of have to for this guy. This guy's name is Alpan, I believe is his name. And his Twitter handle is Alpan Segway. I believe I'm getting that right. I don't know if I am. But anyways, he tweets at me and says, hey, man, we got this legit all-Mexican fantasy league. I'm like, I'm all about it. It's cool. They got unis. They got this huge trophy, uh, which looks awesome. But then he hit me with this hashtag. Yeah, we had to educate James Cole. K-W-Y-J-I-B-O. And I'm like, what is – I'm like, hey, awesome league. Cool league, great unis, great trophy. I love the fact that you guys are repping uh, the the all Mexican fantasy league. I'm all about it. It's all good. What the hell does the hashtag mean? Marcus que- Grant, Quijibo, Quijibo, Quijibo. Can you can you educate myself and the listeners to Quijibo? So Quijibo goes back to a very early episode of The Simpsons, in which uh, the in fact this is before the animation even got all smoothed out. This is when it still had that Tracy Ullman type <laughs> animation to it. Great. Um, and the episode opens with 
the family around the table playing Scrabble. And uh, Bart, not wanting to be there, basically took all his letters, <laughs> threw them on the board, and said his word was Quijibo. At which point Homer asked him to define Quijibo, and he said it is a bald, dumb, short-tempered, angry man, <laughs> which obviously led to Homer chasing Bart and, and choking him. Choking yeah. him. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Quijibo. But no, uh, yeah, I, d- I didn't understand the, the hashtag. And of course, I, I always rely on Marcus Grant or Alex Gellhart. These guys know every reference to everything. It's scary. I, I don't understand what's going on. But uh, of course, somebody hits me with the, the Quijibo hashtag, and Marcus Grant just ju- I'm like, hey, what is this? And Marcus Grant just, boom! Here, let me get this. Get, I was going to say, he probably this. had like the YouTube clip for you. Like, oh, right in five seconds. Seconds. Yeah. In five seconds, he found the YouTube clip. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. It's amazing. Anyway, so I guess daily adapt to Alpon Segway and Marcus Grant, uh, the 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 basic guru of all pop culture references. You know, James, I like speaking it. of which, James, you missed another good Twitter debate we had. Uh, was it yesterday? The Arnold Schwarzenegger one-liners. The best one-liner. Yeah. From what would be what would be your favorite one-liner from a Schwarzenegger movie? Um, I think the one that comes to mind immediately is "I'll be back." But what I mean, I mean that's a kind of we were. I think we were skewing a little bit more cheesy. Sports were like, the cheese. I'm a big fan of the commando let off some steam Bennett (laughs) (laughs) what's the one he had in uh, the one with Vanessa Williams Eraser Eraser. you've been been erased erased. that's what it was yeah Uh, that's a pretty good one I'm still leaning toward still leaning toward who is your daddy, and what does he do? Ah, kindergarten cop. <laughs> and what was the the Running Man one Claybon had? The he, here's your sub zero, now, now just zero, now plain zero, <laughs> plain zero, right? Uh, by the way, if no one, uh, this reminds me greatly. Uh, if no one has, if you haven't listened to it already, you need to go on YouTube. I, by the way, this podcast has to be the absolute best in terms of like time suck on YouTube and online videos. The, the wormholes we send people right, to. exactly. Here's another wormhole I'm going to send you on. The Arnold Schwarzenegger crank calls are oh my God. oh yeah the best. The Arnold Schwarzenegger crank call. That's all you got to look up uh, on on the Googles right now. Is Arnold Schwarzenegger crank calls? It's the be- you're gonna. That's twenty minutes of your life gone. All right, let's save these people some trouble and not waste any more of their time on this <laughs> on this podcast or with recommendations. Daily so. Dap Arnold Schwarzenegger crank calls. That's where I'm going. Anyway, that, that's gonna do it for our show today. How about it? Hit that music. Let's get out of here for Alex Kelhar, the franchise Francesca. <laughs> I'm hungry. Food. MG Marcus Grant. I'm James Coe. We're out of here. See ya. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. When you pull up to game night in the all-new Camry, but it's actually bingo night. Mini golf, anyone? It's a Camry vibe. The all new, all hybrid Camry, Toyota. Let's go places. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer, like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, 
Be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer.